You're listening to episode number 113 of the Mark in Russia broadcast, and I'm Mark. You're listening to the Mark in Russia podcast, broadcasting from the belly of the bear in Chelyabinsk, Russia. Kick back and enjoy the show. Don't be a pussy. For someone such as myself, who loves to rant and rave about American politics, Obama's method of destruction of the American way of life and the speed at which the American people let him get away with this does not lend itself well to speaking on one topic before a new crisis comes along. So I guess I'll just address one of them today in my own manner. The favorite statement of leftists in America when it comes to illegal immigrants is, what are you going to do, deport 12 million undocumented immigrants? First of all, let's take back our language from these Nazi-like leftists and their PC bullcrap. The term is illegal aliens, not undocumented immigrants. This is part of their plan to change the way that Americans think by first changing the language that we use. Screw you leftists. But back to their question. They know that you don't want to seem like a hater, which is uh, another leftist BS word. So you'll probably agree that we can't deport 12 million illegals, so we should just let them stay, but then not allow others to come in. Wrong answer. The correct answer should be, absolutely, deport every one of them. Well, we are Americans, and these vermin are not, and nothing is impossible for us. In other words, start thinking great again like Americans always have before the catastrophe called Obama. But wipes, like Hillary Clinton, will try to paint us normal Americans, that is, the 60% that would like to see illegals deported and regular immigration put on hold for a while. Anyhow, she'd like to paint us as being ready to load them into train cars made for cattle like the Nazis did to the Jews. Well, you know, Hillary's a nasty, fat, old, lying, dishonest, lesbian, sack of Democrat crap married to a lying, pervert, rapist. Screw her. Nobody likes her, and even her rats are jumping ship. Personally, after 70% of these vermin have been sucking welfare off the American taxpayer for years, a Trail of Tears, or Baton Death March, doesn't even sound unreasonable. A cattle car seems more than reasonable. However, we have the example of great leadership to show us how it's been done in the past. Done in the past? When has this been done before? That's impossible. Well, sit down and let me tell you a little story with a hero, good guys, and also bad guys. Everyone loves a good story, and this is a corker. In about 1950, General Eisenhower, who was not yet president, saw firsthand how during the time that our boys, and yes, feminazis, it was primarily men, anyhow, during the time that our boys were fighting in Europe and the Pacific, millions of Mexicans had snuck into the country to take some of the jobs, since about 7 million of our boys were away fighting. 
Eisenhower did not feel right that these illegals were still there working as our guys were returning from fighting for their country and that they were basically stealing three million jobs that rightfully belonged to Americans. Yeah, in those days, American heroes cared first and foremost about their fellow Americans, that is, when they were not out spilling blood for a bunch of pussy Europeans. Ike thought a lot about this, and when he decided to run for president, he felt that this was a wrong he would set right. Ike became president of the United States on January 20, 1953. He started working on his plan from day one. He saw that there was a ton of corruption in the border services along the U.S. southern border with Mexico. At that time, big business that owned many of the farms and factories in the southwest U.S. and California imported a ton of these illegals because they could pay them half and not pay any social benefits. Sounds like today. These big business owners, in turn, would pay off the top dogs in the border service in their area or make them beholden in other ways. The long and short of it was that these employers and their illegal workers were protected from on high. Again, it sounds like today. So Ike took almost all the top dogs in the border service along our southern border and transferred them to the peaceful northern U.S. border or had them arrested when corruption could be proven. He put his own dependable people in their places. On June 17, 1954, Operation Wetback began. Bear in mind that there are now 20 times more border guards along the very same length border as there were in 1954. 750 border agents started with Arizona and California with the goal of capturing 1,000 illegals every day. By the end of July, they had captured more than 50,000 illegals, and here is the part that people nowadays need to pay attention to. During that same time, 500,000 illegals, fearing arrest, left the country and went back to Mexico. The border agents then moved into other adjacent states. By the end of September, they rounded up and arrested 80,000 illegals in Texas and more than 700,000 illegals fled Texas for fear of arrest. Did we then just walk them across the border as they would now in the rare case of a deportation? Hell no. They were smart enough to know that they would just sneak back in. They had them transported by train and bus about 600 miles deep into Mexico. I guess back then we were tough enough that Mexico didn't screw with us. We also had two ships, the Emancipation and Mercurio, which also transported tens of thousands of illegals deep into Mexico, about 500 miles south of the border. The sea voyage was a rough trip and the Mexicans did not like it. But I feel comfortable saying that probably nobody made that trip twice. By the late 1950s, illegal immigration into the USA had dropped 95%. So the next time a lib tells you that we can't deport them all, tell them we can. At a time when the U.S. population was 150 million people, we removed and deported 3 million illegals with only 5% of the border agents we now have. 
Best of all, we captured and deported only about 10% of the total number. The other 90% ran out like scared rats. We did this in about six months. Yeah, this is the stuff that real Americans can do when they set their minds to it. Now, I know that this seemed like a once upon a time type story with a happy ending, but it absolutely dispels the myth that we can't possibly do it. Because now the libs would be screaming civil rights violations and demanding that the courts get involved and agree to this. We could just take a play from the leftist status playbook of the Obama administration. Just do it. Knowing that it'll take, take a couple of years for the courts, and by then, we could have all of these people gone already. By the way, screw the courts. Having five out of nine Supreme Court justices basically create law and be the final say of the law is BS and never the intention of the Founding Fathers. Besides, the U.S. Constitution gives the U.S. Congress supreme powers in deciding immigration questions. Perhaps best to conveniently lose the paperwork of some of the lib activists and deport them along with their illegal buddies. Although I know that the libs hate Mexicans unless they are their maids or lawn boys. As, jo as Donald Trump so wonderfully said, a nation without borders is not a nation. There must be a wall across the southern border. Also, a nation without laws is not a nation. Laws passed in accordance with our constitutional system of government must be enforced. And finally, a nation that does not serve its own citizens is not a nation. Therefore, any immigration plan must improve jobs, wages, and security for all Americans. We have a lot of different problems in the USA, most of them very serious. But few thinking people would disagree that restoring our immigration laws and restoring our national identity should be the first priority. We may be a melting pot, but most of these illegals don't melt and have no idea what it means to be an American. The leftist Democrats, which now is all of them, want these illegals because they will illegally vote Democrat dependably 80% of the time. I mean, keeping in the ones that will give you free food and money from the hard-working real Americans. The establishment Republicans, Republicans want them here because they provide cheap labor. This also goes for the asswipes like Mark Zuckerman, Google Boys, and Bill Gates. They bring H-1B visa holders to replace uh, their American workers with foreigners who work for 30% less than the Americans that they let go. Screw these people too. The American immigration system should only serve the needs of the American people. The people should decide who they want and why. I can guarantee you that they will not choose uneducated peons from south of the border, nor will they choose Muslims from the Middle East and Africa. For what reason do we want or need these people who do not represent American culture or values? The number of Europeans who are allowed to immigrate to the U.S. is much less in total than just the dirtbag garbage country of Somalia. Nothing good has ever come out of Somalia, and the American people never made that choice. Now, earlier I said that in my story there would be basically heroes and villains, etc., etc., bad guys. And I don't, I'm not implying that the illegal immigrants were, in, in this case, were necessarily the bad guys. 
the business owners who do this, the politicians who uh, prolong their power by supporting this, this crap of illegal immigrants, these are the bad guys. Well, this election looks like it's starting to shape up into an interesting one. Donald Trump has set the narrative and knocked the media either into line or out of his way. Frankly, I prefer Ted Cruz, but perhaps this particular time calls for Donald Trump. Maybe Cruz will be his vice president. Well, that's all for today. Until next time, this is Mark saying goodbye. Thank you.